What's up? It's your girl, Just Be Real, and we're here for another Sunday of Just Be Real Podcast. Thanks for sticking it out, and we're still going strong for season 10. Still can't get over me doing that. But we're here to talk about something that I think is very important that I don't think we talk about enough. Um, also want to show love to those, the Jews that are in Palestine. Genocide is not something I stand by. And me not saying nothing using my platform means I'm not doing my just doing due diligence on this earth. So anyway, you want to help impactful, spread the word, try to contribute or let it be known. But when we're not all, when all of us are enslaved, that means nobody's free. So we're not free until we're all free. So much love to Palestine and those who are in trouble. Thousands of kids have been murdered at the hands of hate. And it's not just us here in the U.S. This is something that's been an ongoing thing. Lives should not be taken because one group is not able to accept the differences of another. So with that being said, enough of me chatting. Let's get real. Yo, y'all. So, yeah, I'm not really here with all of this hate. Um, it seems like the world's getting crazy and crazier by day. And me being me, I'm more and more reserved to want to just stay in my own little bubble. But as much as I want to tune out the social media noise and the media noise, I still got to speak on what's, what's wrong. And if it's wrong, it's wrong. But to inform, I feel it's my due diligence because I'm here for the people. Um, not just my people, but all people. So that are being oppressed um, in injustice. And, and that's all I can really say. Um, but while we're here today, as y'all heard, Black Butterfly, that's what I consider myself to be. I personally feel like... Whenever you're on the outlier of family, you're always going to be the black butterfly. But just because you're a black butterfly doesn't mean you aren't, you're just different. Um, and it's harder for people to understand exactly what your depths are because there's not much color for them to see. But we're not going to get into that just yet. Um, today's episode is called Sibling Scenarios. <clears throat> And it's called sibling scenarios, and I use black butterfly, but sounds of blackness, because one, y'all know I'm all about Afrocentrism. But nonetheless, sounds of blackness has always been an anthem to my life of chronology, chronology, chronology. Wow, that's a word I've always had issues with, but I can spell it. So I use words I can spell. So don't don't come for me. Anyway, it's been something I've always felt was me when it comes to family. Um, and I'm pretty sure I'm not alone. So I just like to speak on things that I feel like it's a topic that we don't discuss enough when it comes to sibling scenarios. Because a lot of us are out here where we have siblings, whether we were raised in the same house as them, or we not weren't raised in the same house, or we have siblings that are older that might have same same mother, different father, same father, different mother, or if there's a huge age gap. It's something I just want to discuss because I feel like we don't talk about it enough. And it kind of forces, sibling scenarios kind of force how the blended family, which is a... Uh, episode I'll probably do next how the dynamic of blended families is affected now it's common as a common cliche and stereotypical trope that blended families don't exist in black culture but honestly there's some successful black families and blended families that are very successful in being able to show a healthy relationship which allows the sibling scenarios to bleed more of a simple a sibling synchronization so i just want to talk about it um mainly from a perspective for me because there's a lot that y'all don't know and i've always talked about it or touched about it on this this subject in many many other episodes but I also haven't went into depth and I feel like it's time to do so especially because we're coming around the holidays and I know sometimes family dynamics are kind of fickle 
It's also sensitive for those. A lot of people, um, it can be traumatic for some because you might have siblings that have passed away or moved on, whether it be natural causes or by the hands of death by somebody else, as well as, you know, it might be where you're estranged from your siblings, um, given that there's no longer a pillar where there's a matriarch or patriarch that allows y'all to be together because they were the glue that actually brought y'all together. Y'all realize there's not much for y'all to have in common outside of that one piece of glue or that one beneficial factor to keep y'all together. So I just want to talk about it. Um, I'm just wanting to give that warning because I know for some people it can be a sensitive subject. For me, I'm healing through this, so I don't mind talking about it. It doesn't trigger me as much anymore as it used to. So it's not much of a trigger or a trauma. It's a trauma still, but it's not much of a trigger. And for some people, they might still be working through it and it might be a little more personal. So I want to give you the disclaimer so that you can hop off now and then come back for next week's episode or the following episode when we talk about blended families. Um, Because, you know, you got to be sensitive to some other people's situations. So for me, I'm going to talk about my perspective, but just know I'm going to include all different aspects of how sibling scenarios could work. Now, keep in mind, this is just a subjective thought process. It's not objective. It's literally what I've seen and witnessed from people that are around me, my peers, and, you know, just seeing others interact. So that's what I'm speaking on. Now, when it comes to my pers- my actual personal experience, it's something that I feel like others could relate to. So if y'all have any other things where y'all want to jump back in and we further this conversation for a part two, please let me know. I'm more than welcome to have others join in on this conversation if they like, just to have different voices and perspectives because, you know, everybody has a different experience and everybody's entitled to share their experience because there's always somebody out there who can relate and be touched by your story. So... For me personally, um, I lived two lives as a child, okay? I live two lives now, even as an adult, where I was raised as an only child, right? So on my mother's side, there's just me. I'm the last of the lineage as of now to the shoulders, last family family uh, hierarchy or family lineage. So my grandmother had my mom and my aunt. My aunt didn't have kids. My mom had me, Right. So it's a very small family when it comes to immediate. Now, when it comes to stepping outside with my grandmother's family and my grandfather's family, they're, they have mass amount of siblings. Now, keep in mind, my grandmother was raised born in the 1920s, so it was common to have kids regularly because think about it, back in the days, they were sharecroppers. So having kids, more money, more money allows more financial freedom. Y- y'all know the story. We ain't going to go back that far. We're, we're trying to keep the focus. So... Because I am the only legacy as of now, a lot of beneficiary benefits, assets, uh, generational wealth has been passed to me, which I'm grateful for. Now, when it comes to my father's family, which I know I don't talk about, my father's side, my father is one of many siblings. He's one of 13. Um, So he has two other daughters outside of just me where i'm the baby now you're probably like oh jessica what do you mean like you're living a double life i'm living a double life because my sisters are 16 and 17 years older than me so when i was born my sisters were in damn near graduating high school they have a different mother than i do but we share a father now keep in mind my sister's 16 so she was the baby before I came in the situation, she had the baby sister spot, which means all the light or whatever. So now she's stuck in the middle as the middle child. Now, me being the baby and then being raised by my father, me being raised by my mother and their mother not raising them, my mother kind of stepped in to 
be a mother figure because my dad was dating them. I'm not going to give y'all too much of my family business, but my sister kind of probably, I feel personally, I'm not going to speak for my sister, but I subjectively will wholeheartedly feel my sister felt away because I was born and they had my mother before I did, which is their stepmother technically. And they were always at the family house. So my, my family became their family before I came into the world. So I feel like they feel like I, my sister feels like I bumped her out of her spot spotlight and took my mother from her. Now, my older sister, mm, we'll get into the dynamics of that, but they also have a younger brother by their mother where they share a mother, but they have different fathers, of course, right? So this is when the blended family stuff comes in, but we're not going to get too deep into it. I'll, I'll save that for the next episode. But long story short, they have a brother, but you know, it's always different when you have a male compared to older sisters as opposed to a younger sister, right? So they, I personally felt my sisters feel like I was always given or spoiled, which is what they never had but wanted because my dad wasn't as present, but he wasn't that present for me either outside of financial stability or financial impart. Um, But he felt like he raised them. So because he raised them and pretty much gave them food, shelter, a place to live, kind of like kept them stable and alive, that he did his just due. Now, when it came to me, I lived in a separate household. So there was a lot more he gave me because he was trying to accommodate for what he wasn't able to provide for me because he wasn't in the household. So I'm raised technically in a single parent household, even though my father's somewhat, and I'm giving y'all air quotes, around with like Jordan sneakers. Like that's how I got into my sneaker obsession. It was a bond my father and I had. And my sisters didn't get that. My mom pretty much gave them like the feminine kind of talk and all that other stuff, right? So living this life of two as as an only child and the baby, I pretty much did get the best of both worlds. Like I'm the baby, so I'm daddy's baby girl, but I'm also the only child. So there's like I am spoiled. I'm not going to deny it. And I'm okay with that. But I didn't ask to be here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm here because I'm here, baby. Like, take that between Curtis and Jackie. It ain't got nothing to do with me, baby. But it has been a strange where I am estranged from my sisters. I don't talk to my sisters. I don't deal with my sisters. We don't have a relationship. And we'll get further into that in a few minutes. But I don't have a relationship with my sisters. So, the reason why I joined my sorority is to have that sisterhood and to have that bond to be able to say I have sisters, even though they're not my sisters. A lot of only children, I want to say majority that I've spoken to have joined sororities or fraternities because they don't have the sisterhood bond. Some of them have siblings as well and join, but they don't have that close knit where they're normally the oldest, maybe sometimes where they don't get to have the big sister feeling or they might be the youngest. They don't have an older sister or they're not really present. There's a big age gap. Or they might not have a great relationship. I've always said that sometimes when you have kids that are siblings that are in the same household, they can be raised the same and turn out to be two different kids. Prime example is I was just watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because I just got put on because I wasn't going to watch it. But, you know, Nia had me. I was a little intrigued where Garcelle Bouvet has her twins, Jade and Jax. And Jade and Jax are completely different, even though they are fraternal twins. Right. And he was pretty much telling Garcelle how she was a pretty much a help absent parent, like a latchkey parent. Like she, the time when he needed her to raise him, she wasn't really around because of her work. And now that he's a little bit older, she, he doesn't really want her to kind of step in and be a mom. Cause he feels like, Oh, you never really been a mom. So why start now? I'm 15. Jackson's more feels like, Oh, you did a great job. Blah, blah, blah. But it just shows they were raised the same and they're twins, but they have different perspectives. I can say the same for my nephews. They're fraternal twins. 
I'm pretty sure my nephew that I'm the closest to feels like my sister probably raised him, has a different perspective of my sister than his brother does. And that's okay. Um, Because you technically, like Arcel Bouvet said, back in the day, you used to do blanket parenting. You parent each child the same. And I think now we're in a generation in time where you can't just parent each child the same. You have to tend to each child's needs and desires because this child's desire and need might not be the same as that. And you have to be more intensive because they're all individuals. The same way I feel in the classroom, you can't blanket teach. You have a subjective generalization of what needs to be taught, but each each child doesn't receive the same. And I feel like when I become a parent, I'm going to have the same structure of I'm going to cater to what my child needs because each child has their own personality. They have their own identity. And what I do for one child might not work for the other child. But, you know, back in the day, blanket parenting was a thing. So now that kids are more vocal, like Gen Alpha, Gen Z, there's a different perspective to realize what you did. You did the best you could. But now I know I can do better. And that's when we break the generational, you know, the generational toxicity, the generational cycles that we know are no longer beneficial to our family structures. Now, I always talk about this. Me having my Pluto and my Scorpio moon in my fourth house is no fucking coincidence because that's a place where it's based on family, upbringing, childhood. I'm very big on that. So my dynamic with my family has always been a little bit of disarray. Um, I've always felt like the black butterfly where I'm able to grow, blossom and bloom, but nobody can really see me because it's like, well, it's just a black butterfly, whatever. It's a rarity, but I don't want to try to understand how it got into these different stages of metamorphosis. So it's like, okay, whatever, or this different stages of evolution. So I've always been on the outlier, but then you have the other butterflies who are full of color and they're more attracted where it's like, oh, I want to know what, you know what I'm saying? I've always been okay to be in the background. Even though in my chart, it doesn't allow me to do as such because I am a black butterfly. People are more intrigued to know what's going on. Why is she black? What's, you know what I'm saying? But I've always been on the outlier. So having different parents versus having the same parents, like I was saying before, there are kids who are raised where you have, I feel like personally the structure with being raised by a mother is always different from a father. And it all goes back to how they were parented. I feel like my mother has done the best she's cut with what she was provided. I don't know her childhood too much and she doesn't open up about it, but she's a baby boomer baby. So I don't expect her to talk about it much. But I also feel like because her and my aunt were raised in the same household, they're two different specimens of people. Like, they're four years apart. My mom, mind you, by the way, if y'all hear anything, my mom and my aunt are here visiting, and y'all know I keep it a fucking stack with y'all. So, they're four years apart. My aunt was more so raised where she was more rigid structure. So, it was go to school, go to college. By the time she was graduated high school, they were like, get out the house. She had no choice. When it came to my mother, who you hear in the background, her big-ass mouth, it was more so she was the baby. So it was like they coddled, they nurtured, they let her stay home, go to FIT, and then she left two years to go away to college. So she was more so the wild child. They gave her a little more freedom. Now, can you see it now in their structure, even now that's been decades later? Hell yeah. But you can also see how there's more of a mothering spirit with my aunt because she's always had to be protected over my mother, who was her baby sister. Prime example of same parents, because my mother was raised in a two-parent household, Literally raised in a family structure, common pr- practical, quote, air quotes, quote, unquote, family structure, like the leave it to the cleavers type um, and had the same advantages, middle class, but two different spectrums. My aunt has been a grinder, hard worker. She's always been on her own. So she's used to having her own. She's used to having to be rigid in her own structure, which I feel like which kind of maybe deterred her from having kids. 
don't quote me, but I feel like that's probably why she was more so on the traditional path of I want to be married to have kids. I don't want to just subject myself to somebody where I'm just having a kid with somebody who I don't see myself for forever with or having a kid not knowing that the parent parental structure isn't it. With my mother, it's more so, hey, it happened. I want y'all to know I was not expected, and this is where we're at. So I feel like I somewhat matured my mother to have to be in a space of learning that the res what responsibility really was because she was forced into it. And I feel like when you have parents who are forced into being parents, it's a different situation. Like if my sisters are 16, 17 years older than me, I feel like my dad was forced into being a parent at a young age because I think my dad had to be like... I'm trying to do the math. My dad had to be like, my dad's nine, doing the math in my head. Yeah, he was like 19, 20 years old, which is still a time of being prime. So he never really got to really fully live, live his childhood. So I feel like he was trying to hold on. You know how you got some of them parents that try to hold on to their youth and then try to like do it with their kids. Like it was a baby raising a baby. So like, he was kind of like trying to figure out his footing and mind you my dad was married at the time too so it's like he did the right thing even though he really probably didn't want to do it don't quote me i don't know but he was young and he wasn't really in a space to really explore so i don't think he knew how to be a real father because my dad was adopted and that's all i'm going to leave it at that but now that i'm older i'm able to understand that he only parented the best he could parent because of how he was parented and there were childhood traumas he never addressed in his inner child that were reflective of his parenting as a father y'all get what i'm saying so i don't hold it against him i've forgiven him but we don't have a close relationship like we're building but it's on some shit like you around you around i check in i check in but it's like i don't need you to be a father now you could be a homie though <clears throat> at a distance so my sisters take advantage of my dad because they try to guilt trip him i could do the same thing but that's not in my nature because i now grasp the concept that his parenting had nothing to do with me. It was all about how he was parented. Now, my sisters personally feel for me, I think are jealous. They've always been jealous. There's always been a subconscious competition with me that I am not playing. I'm not running in the same fucking marathon as you. Y'all are running a race in the short term and I'm doing long term. We're not in the same race. We're not in the same fucking weight class. And no funny shit. You can't compete where you don't compare. We're not the same. I was the baby to my dad and I feel like my dad's never going to say it, but I am his favorite child because he hasn't had to do much, but nothing financial. I've made him proud, even though he's had no hand in my shit. I've gotten school. I've been on my own. I've been stable and it has no accounts to him. My sisters, on the other hand, are not as much to brag about and... It's like, oh, well, you, you've always liked her better. And I, until my sisters can admit that shit, we're never going to be cool. This is why we're estranged because you, energy don't lie. People do. And I always feel like my sisters have had this vendetta against me that's really towards my father. But because my father does everything for him because he guilts them and he does it out of guilt, that they feel like they can manipulate. And I'm, they're not manipulating me because at some point you get tired of being on the same cycle. Since I was growing up, I've been a young aunt since I was five. So pretty much I've had to share my spotlight with my nieces and nephews my entire life because we're not that far in age. So now it's like, I'm okay with it, but then it's like, all right, baby, but I have the other side of where I'm on my mom's side where I'm, I'll get all the attention anyway. So I really don't give a fuck. But it's kind of like, they feel like because my nieces and nephews are so close in age, that it's my job to be an example. And it's not because those are your fucking kids. You're supposed to be the example. That's your job. I'm not raising these little niggas. You are. Now, given we're older and I have a better relationship, the relationship I have the closest with is with my nephew. 
But the other four I don't really communicate with because we're estranged. And I personally feel it's because my sisters look at them as their friends rather than their children. So they tell them too much where they feel they can intercede in sister business. And now they have their own conjunctive opinions of who I am as a person, but they don't fucking know me. You see what I'm saying? So I let it be because that's their mothers and I'll never disrespect their mothers because that's who gave them life. But I don't fuck with them because I don't fuck with their parents. And I know my sisters well enough to know that they don't have a line between parent and child. Now, when it comes to me being estranged, it's a choice I've made. I chose to distance myself and put myself on an outlier because there's too much dirty shit my sisters have done emotionally that have tormented me that I've constantly allowed them to repeat the cycle that when I finally got off the ride, I'm like, this is why shit has happened. If I revoke access, if I don't allow you to be too close to my space, we don't have to worry about this shit and we can finally get off this ride. Now, again, where you fall in line makes a difference too because I feel like the baby always gets the attention. Okay, the oldest child is the reason why you make rules. The middle child is why the rules are enforced and the youngest child is when the rules go out the window because it's kind of like by then you kind of have parenting somewhat in a niche. So my older sister was a sister who you made the rules for. Your middle one was why you enforced them and trusting. My, my sister is why they were enforced and me being the baby sister, what are rules? They go out the window. A lot of shit that I've probably done, my sisters never got away with. And I think that's another thing that bothers them, but not my business. Um, and I feel like also when you have age gaps, like, you know how they say with kids, like when you have kids closer in age, they have a closer relationship. When they're older in age, I say like eight to 10 years apart, there's a, it's kind of like more of the parenting style because it's kind of like you're old enough to babysit. So you're making and putting pressure on the older child to do stuff that a parent would do, like babysit your brothers and sisters like I know for my niece she constantly always watched her younger brothers and her younger siblings because she was older so she really didn't have much of a life outside of her siblings because she was kind of like the in-house babysitter which isn't fair which can also cause resentment I personally feel between siblings because if you're having me raise them 24 7 yeah that's cool but they're not my kids and it's not my job and I'm their sister, not their mother. And some kids have resentment. Some kids find it as to be a bonding experience. You know what I'm saying? But different generations and different prioritizations, like me being a Gen, the Gen Y, which is a millennial compared to my sisters who are Gen Xers, literally we're raising two different type of fucking generations. Gen Xers literally didn't have technology. They weren't really big into that. The 90s literally were the prime time to like where they enjoyed it where I'm low-key jealous because y'all know I'm a 90s fiend. So my sister's got to enjoy the 90s as a teen where there was more carefree and fluidity in expressing yourself as opposed to me coming in a millennium generation where it was kind of more social media, kind of somewhat of a free spirit, but not as much because we're now having the age of access where there's more influence on how we see ourselves. So... I think the way I was raised is a little bit different because there was a lot more accessible in insight. I think also because my mom had me very active at a very young age, I was more privileged to be able to experience a little different adversities and figure out my placement and where I wanted to do in life at a young age too because I was experienced around different cultures, different you know activities. So my sisters didn't get that. You see what I'm saying? So like now we're in two different spaces already because I have a wider scope and vision of life and yours is more so narrow and microscopic when mine's is macroscopic. Um, 
And I think us being raised in different households and the structure, I think the structure of parenting always works changes too because I personally feel like my sister is more rebellious because I think my dad's rigid structure is kind of what she wanted to contest it, like to see if that's how she was going to get love. As well as my older sister was like, I'm with the shits, whatever you got to do, I'm here, I'm for it, blah, blah, blah. Me, I'm more some of the shit like, nigga, you ain't really raised me, you ain't done shit, but just kind of pot off the sperm, so we cool. But you're not a father. You're a sperm donor. You're a father to them. You're a sperm donor to me. You see what I'm saying? So it's like a different, um, like I said, single moms raising versus single dads. I feel like when dads raise their daughters, they have a closer, I think, identity of what they want to see in a man. Because I feel like depending on the father and how active he is in his daughter's life, because you know a, a daughter for a daughter, her first love is her father, so she either dates the man her father is or dates the opposite. And it all depends on how active and pre present he is. Like, daddy-daughter dancers are major. Um, they have this trope that a lot of black men, single black men, don't fathers, don't raise their kids, but that's bullshit. Then you have single mothers where some of them are not don't need to be mothers and they either abandon their kids or they're active or they are helicopter parents. So that can push your child to either be very much rebellious or be on the opposite where they just want to be not be nothing like you. Um, and normally, like they say, mothers are harder on their daughters than they are on their sons. So sometimes they baby their sons and coddle, which is why you got these baby boys who think you're gonna be their fucking mothers because that's what their mothers raise them, but they're harder on their daughters. As opposed to fathers, they're a little more protective and they're probably lenient more on their sons. But this is where we have to constantly try to break down these tropes because how beneficial is it for your son to not be a man and he wants to be a baby boy? We've all watched baby boy. Beat, he plays it to the ground. We know the story, we know how it goes. Now, when you're raised also by family as opposed to be raised by the system that plays a part because you also have kids who are have siblings where maybe one or two siblings is raised by the system where they go into foster care or get adopted where the other ones are actually raised by parents megan james is a prime example she was born her mother gave her off to her grandparents but this she her mother raised her brother that shit fucks up sometimes sibling scenarios and dynamics because you might have resentment like, oh, nigga, you was raised at home with mom and you know her better than I do and y'all close, but I was kind of pushed off and passed away. It's not like it's purposely towards your sibling, but it's kind of like, nigga, damn, like, I want to know how it feels. And you kind of feel like a black butterfly on the outside because like you did, you made a choice for me that I wanted to, that I didn't get to make. And I don't think it's fair. Now, in the defense to play devil's advocate, sometimes the parent has a child where they're like, I can't raise it. And you might have a better chance of living with parents rather than being in the system. As opposed to Keisha Cole, as you know, her sibling, she was raised through the system. She had adoptive parents who raised her. But, you know, a lot of her siblings were raised through the system. Same thing with Toya Johnson. Her and her younger sister were raised in a different household than her brothers who were raised in the trap house around their mother. Like... It plays a scenario because you look at Toya and Casey, which is her brother, if y'all watch Toya and Regine, they have a constant friction between them. And Rudy being, no, not Rudy, Casey being that he was incarcerated and he was raised in the trap house and Toya and Beatty being raised in another household, there's been this, this tension between them that's all because of their mother, but they take it out on each other. You know what I'm saying? But they each have their own struggles. They've each had to be raised without being a full family unit because 
it's technically like the trap raised one cent and the trap. So there's a different, but it's like now it's on one of their backs because if one of us make it, I feel like we should all eat. And it's like, if you don't put your own plate out to fix your own plate to make your own food, baby, that's not my job to raise you and feed you. You got to want it for your damn self. Lonnie B said it first. There's the Jacksons and then there's Michael and Janet. Okay. The end. So that plays a, that plays a fact. Now, how relationship with siblings reflects in your relationships in life is pretty much a prime example when it comes to sibling scenarios. Like, the relationship with my siblings reflects in my relationships with females because if I don't trust my sisters, why am I going to trust some random female who don't even have no blood tie? It's not that I'm not a girl's girl, but I take my time to let females in because I can see how catty they can be with somebody who shares my DNA. How are you going to be no different? Now, I know I shouldn't, but I'm still healing. Okay, you heard me. I'm healing. I'm not healed. So that makes a difference. Um, they have an effect. Sibling scenarios and sibling bonds have just as much effect on you as a parent's tie to you do in your adulthood. If the trauma isn't addressed, then with your inner child or your past, it's going to reflect in your relationships. Um, right now, even with Bay, sometimes I have moments where I retract and just kind of go in a cocoon. Not because I don't trust Bay, but it's just because like, damn. It's a it's a trigger of my sisters and the bond I have with my sisters. And it even happens sometimes even in sorority life. Like, I'll be looking at some of these sorrows. I'll be like, mm, I'm good off you because it's a reflection in Greek life of what I'm like. I didn't join for this. You know what I'm saying? But this is where you have to establish the three B's. Boundaries, bonds, and basics. Okay? You have to have the boundaries of where you know you're with, able to withstand of what you're going to tolerate and what you're not going to allow. And when you're able to address these traumas and triggers, you have a strong boundary, which allows people not to just fuck with it. And, you know, you're not going to just have random bonds with people because you know what your boundaries are. And these are the basic essentials to allow healthy relationships to cultivate and allow your healing to nurture and be attentive. So you're giving the instruction on how you want to be handled. Um, it also comes with emotional intelligence. Me having a high emotional intelligence and knowing myself and where my traumas and triggers are, I'm able to communicate that in my relationship. I'm able to communicate that in my friendships. I don't like it. I don't want it to be handled. This is a reminder of this. And this is why I don't have this communication with these people who I am a black butterfly and estranged from. Um, it allows the cognitive awareness to be able to cultivate, um, like I said, you can be raised in the same household, same opportunities, and have different outcomes with two totally different children. And then you also can have the aspect of competition or confusion, where there might be a delusional one who thinks there's a competition where you're trying to go after your sibling and try to have a competition. And it's, it's, it's enamored in them to be pushed to have a competition with their siblings, when in reality, why not have us build a family legacy? Um, there's also the aspect of privilege over projection. My sisters project on me because of my privilege, but I can't help what I was provided with and the tools and essentials and resources that I've used to cultivate who I am as a person. You can't subject your sibling to be mad because you project what you did, took the lack thereof or didn't take initiative to be able to take advantage of when you were given your privilege. There's also the gender diversity versus the logic. I personally feel because my sisters have a brother, they're closer with him than they are with me because he's a boy. He has a penis. So there's not no competition because he's a dude. I'm a female. There's going to be competition because you feel like you have to compete with me because you seem like I'm outshining you. 
which is crazy because I ran into my sister two days before my birthday and I haven't seen her and spoken to her in two years. We had a conversation. Do I know the cycle? Yeah. But she wanted to try to build like things left where they left off. No. Like you've burned me one too many times, baby girl. I know where we stand. You're not going to change your stripes. You're going to forever be who you are. And I'm going to forever be the black butterfly. We can be cordial, but we never going to be close. And now that I'm 33, the ship has sailed. Um, and I think it's because I'm just too old for the toxic cycle and it's not no beef or nothing. It's just hard on my digestive system. Like, I'm not going to sit here and force what I know is not going to be what's healthy for me. So I'll be the black butterfly. It doesn't happen. I'm not the only one who's experiences this. But if this is your situation because of the holidays and what's coming up, and you feel like you're in the wrong or people are trying to project on you that you only get one sister, you only get one family, don't let that shit get in your mind. If you don't have a relationship and you've tried all access, listen, you can have chosen family, chosen sisters, chosen brothers, chosen loved ones. And it's quite all right. Don't subject your mental health for somebody else's beneficial gain because you're more important than anybody else. And if you're not your best, you can't give to the rest. As I always say on air, let's keep it real. And always remember, be real. Be true and always be unapologetically you. Peace and love to y'all.